Welcome to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast with your host, Greg Shepard. Greg is a fee-only financial advisor who specializes in helping those in higher education to take control of their retirement. Since 2001, Greg has helped employees all over the country make the most of their retirement plans. Hey folks, this is Higher Ed Retire Podcast. I am your host, Greg Shepard. I appreciate everybody listening today. For those of you that don't know me, I do have an independent investment advisory firm. I'm talking to you today from the great city of Kansas City, where it's November of 2021, and it is sunny and in the 50s. Looking to play golf this afternoon, if you care. So this podcast, I've dedicated this podcast to sharing with folks like yourself, those in higher education, all kinds of ins and outs. You know, we're pulling the curtain back of your retirement plan. We're showing you how the sausage is made. A lot of cliches I can use. I'm My goal is to share with you all kinds of information you're not going to find anywhere else. You know, you go to those HR meetings, uh, you talk to reps, TIA reps, Fidelity reps. They're not going to share with you the same information you'll find on this podcast. So if you find this episode interesting, go to my website. Check out the other podcasts. My website is www.safinancialservices.com. Click on the podcast tab, and I'm sure you can find it from there. If you get lost, if you get kind of in the weeds during this episode, by all means, please contact me. I help clients and non-clients alike. You don't have to be a client of mine for me to help you. My number in Kansas City, 913-521-2381. I'll say that a little slower. 913-521-2381. My email, that's probably the best way to contact me is greg at shepherdfinancial.com. Shepherd is S-H-E-P-A-R-D. And again, my website, www.safinancialservices.com. Okay, so today, folks, I'm pretty jazzed about the topic we're going to talk about. And for those of you under the age of 60, I'll use the word excited instead of jazzed. So Roth 403B is what we're talking about today. I believe it's the second most underutilized feature in your retirement plan, period. I thought I had more to add to that sentence, but that's it, period. The most underutilized feature in your retirement plan is Brokerage Link. If you're not familiar with Brokerage Link, please do yourself a favor. You're not taking advantage of your retirement plan unless you know what Brokerage Link is. Go to my website. Check out that podcast on Brokerage Link. Okay, so not everybody listening to this episode will have a Roth 403B. Nine out of 10 of you out there will. I haven't dealt with a higher ed institution that doesn't have this feature. That's not to say they're out there. So most of you will have this feature. Okay, now what we're going to do is talk about what is a 403B, a Roth 403B, compared to a normal traditional Roth 403B. Who would be, should be attracted to it? And I'm going to give you four questions, four questions here to ask yourself. And if one of those answers is yes to the four questions, then you are a candidate to look into a Roth 403B. Okay, so let's start off with the obvious and the simplest difference between a traditional 403B and a Roth 403B. Traditional Roth 403B, you're putting money in pre-tax. Okay, that's what most of you are doing now. 401A, there's a match typically, but 401A, 403B, 457. Traditional, you're putting that money in pre-tax. You're paying yourself first before you pay the government. It is an awesome, awesome feature, just like a 401K. Most people are familiar with 401Ks. This is the same thing. Pre-tax, you work, 
20, 30 years, that money grows tax-deferred. When you retire, that money comes out uh, taxable. So you'll pay normal income tax rates on that money. Okay, flip over to a Roth 403B. That money's going in after tax. It does not lower your taxable income like a, like a traditional 403B. It does not lower your taxable income. Okay, so it's, it, it, the money's going in after tax. You work your adult life. The money grows tax-deferred. And when that comes out, okay, assuming you've had that account for five years, folks, it's tax-free. Want me to repeat that? That money is tax-free. So let me read this real quick. Regarding the money that's coming out, see, I don't want to get myself in trouble. So let me read this part of the script here. Uh, so bear with me as this sounds monotone. In the event of either retirement or termination, your earnings can be withdrawn tax-free as long as it has been five years since your first Roth 403B contribution and you are at least 59 and a half years old. In the event of death, beneficiaries may be able to receive distributions tax-free if the deceased started making Roth contributions more than five tax years prior to the distribution. In the event of disability, your earnings can be withdrawn tax-free if it has been five years, uh, five tax years from your first Roth 403b contribution. Okay, we got that out of the way. So those are the uh, the, the, the boilerplate technical lingo. Folks, it's an awesome feature, all right? Uh, there's no two ways, if, ands, or buts about it. You need to look into this feature. If you haven't already, you're doing yourself, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. So let's move on here. Uh, who might be who might be eligible? Not eligible. Everybody's eligible. If you're listening to this podcast, you're eligible. But who might benefit from a Roth 403B? Okay, I have three little bullet points here. You younger folks out there, you, you whippersnappers. So younger employees who have a longer retirement horizon and more time to accumulate tax-free earnings. Okay, that makes sense. The longer... The power of growth, the power of compound interest, all that fun stuff um, grows tax-deferred, and then that money can come out tax-free. So the younger people out there, there's no reason in the world why you shouldn't already have or be looking into a Roth 403B. Next, this is one of my favorites. So highly compensated individuals who aren't eligible for Roth IRAs but who want a pool of tax-free money to draw on in retirement. Okay, this kind of, I'm going to reiterate a lot of this stuff with these four questions towards the end of this podcast, but I do deal a lot with clients um, in the higher education institutions that are in the medical field and a lot of administrators as well that make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA outside of the employer retirement plan. Well, guess what? There ain't no income limits to a Roth 403B inside your employer retirement plan. So folks out there, uh, and, and let's back up a little bit. Just Google uh, Roth IRA income limits, and you know it changes every year, so I hesitate to verbalize that. Again, we're in November of 2021, and uh, things change a little bit every year. So Google that. Find out if you're eligible. Um, well, I, I don't know why I even said that. It doesn't really matter. If you're a high-income earner, you can put towards a Roth 403B where you couldn't, you can't, contribute to a Roth IRA. I'll talk more about that here in just a bit. Uh, next, who might benefit from a Roth 403B? Employees 
who want to leave tax-free money to their heirs, okay? Which, again, I'm going to piggyback off that here in just a bit. Next, um, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to ask you four questions here. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Again, if you answer yes to one of these questions, then you are a good candidate for a Roth 403B. Before I get to that, one thing of note before I forget, you don't have to contribute 100% of your of your um, deferral to a Roth 403B. I do this all the time with clients because we're as I go through these questions, there's an argument for both sides of a pre-tax and post-tax. And there's really not a right answer, to be honest, for a lot of this stuff. Okay, and again, I'll, I'll kind of piggyback off that here in just a bit. So why not split up your contributions? All right, makes sense. Now, if you're married, you have a spouse. Maybe that spouse has a large nest egg and a 401k, which is all pre-tax. Now, there are Roth 401k features as well, but let's say your spouse does a lot of pre-tax money. Again, this is where retirement planning comes into play. Then maybe you put 100% of your contributions towards the Roth 403b. You see what I'm doing here? We got pre-tax and post-tax. But if you're single, okay, no big deal. Let's 50-50, let's split it up 50-50 pre-tax and post. Okay, 70-30, 60-40, post and pre. It doesn't matter. My point is, is you can split it up. You don't have to do 100% towards one strategy or the other. I am a big fan, which I'm going to talk about here in just a bit, of having choices at retirement. Who isn't a fan of that, okay? So, Roth 403B, is it right for you? Four, F-O-U-R, four questions I'm going to ask you. All right, so let's kick it off. Number one. Will I be in a higher, well, you, you being I, I being you, will you be in a higher marginal tax rate in retirement than you were during your working years? Okay, now here's, let me just talk this out here, okay? I, I got all these thoughts in my head. I'll just start jabbering on. So let me, let me talk this out. This is a question that nobody can answer with certainty as I talk here today. Marginal income tax rates have declined over the last two decades. If tax rates were to continue to decline, a traditional pre-tax 403B might be the better option for you. The same is true for individuals who expect their marginal tax rate to be lower in retirement as a result of a lower income. Okay, let me expand on that just a little bit. So if tax rates stay the same, Today, you're, you're X years old, you're going to retire Y years old. Y, the letter Y, okay, down the road. You'll be older, okay, in future years. If tax rates stay the same, a traditional pre-tax or Roth 403B will likely yield the same nest egg after taxes. That I wrote that down. That doesn't make much sense to me. Um, if tax rates stay the same, I'm going to throw that out the window. Let's 86 that. The odds of taxes staying the same as they are currently when you retire your guess is as good as mine. Um, I can't put a percentage on it, but it's very, very low. It'll be higher or lower. I was surprised, actually, when I was writing this stuff down that marginal tax rates have come down the last 20 years. Uh, with the debt we have, and I'm going off on, t- on a tangent here, but with the debt we have, uh, with some things being in- implemented into our economy, I find it difficult to believe that our tax rate's going to be lower 20 years from now. I may be wrong. Okay, I may be wrong. I certainly would have been wrong saying that uh, 20 years ago, 
let's move on. So if tax rates rise, this is this is kind of where I am. This is how I feel, my opinion, my opinion only. So if tax rates rise, paying taxes now through a Roth 403B will likely yield a higher after-tax retirement benefit than a traditional pre-tax 403B. Now, if you're in the camp of tax rates decreasing between now and when you retire, deferring taxes now in a traditional pre-tax 403B will likely benefit you more at retirement. Also, let me expand on that a little bit. Um, a little bit of a misnomer that when you retire, all of a sudden, your tax bracket just goes down. Folks, look at how the tax brackets are created. They're in increments. So a lot of your money is taxed a separate tranche or increment. It's kind of hard to verbalize. Folks, just Google whatever year we're in when you're listening to this. So right now, you would Google 2021 uh, income tax rate table, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Just because you're in, let's say, the 25% tax bracket does not ne does not mean all of your money is taxed at 25%. In fact, a lot of your money is taxed lower than that. Just a small portion, depending upon how you make how much you make, of course. But um, odds are, a small small portion of your money is taxed at 25%. So when you retire, you know you're living on 70% of your income, or whatever the case is. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be paying a whole heck of a lot less taxes. And by the way, most people, you know, if you're if you're used to living on a certain amount of money, the whole idea with retirement planning is that you live on roughly that same amount of money. Now, who wants to live on 50% of what they were making? So my point there is, your taxes, even if they go down, uh, go down, they're not going to go down by a lot. They shouldn't, or someone messed up. All right. Okay. So let's move on. That was question number one. Uh, tax rates, what they're going to be when you retire. Whatever you, wh wh what camp are you in? Are they going to be higher or lower? Number two, can I afford to maximize my contributions and save up to the IRS limit? So if you can afford it, making if you can cash flow it, making maximum contributions to a Roth 403B may be a good option. Since any earnings accumulate tax-free rather than simply tax-deferred, a qualified Roth 403B distribution could provide more cash upon retirement than an equivalent traditional pre-tax 403B distribution would. Let me go a little further here. So can I afford to maximize my contribution? So I have a lot of folks contributing the max to a 403B. A lot of times we'll split that up, 50-50, 60-40, or 100% towards the Roth. Let me give you another nugget here. I have a lot of folks, not a lot, but folks that want to contribute more than the max allowed to the Roth 403B. You can do that through a 457. And if you want a Roth feature there, guess what? You can get it there as well. Okay, there's a little nugget that a lot of people don't understand, don't, don't, don't know about. Just because you reach your max with the 403B, Roth or otherwise, you can still put more money in. It's called a 457. One more thing I thought of before I move on. For those of you that are listening, you, well, you're probably not listening anymore if this applies to you. But if you don't have a Roth option in your plan, does it make sense? Okay, this isn't for everybody, but does it make sense for you to contribute to your pre-tax, your traditional 403B or 457, 
So if you were putting in $500 a month, does it make sense to put $250 towards a pre-tax and $250 towards a Roth IRA if you can, if you um, are allowed your your income limits if you're allowed? Okay, I have clients doing that as well. So if your if your employer higher ed employer does not have the Roth feature, look into a Roth IRA. Next question: Do I do you want to leave tax-free money to your heirs? Your beneficiaries may be able to receive your Roth account tax-free if you die. Well, not if you die, when you die. Additionally, you can roll Roth 403b funds into a Roth IRA, potentially delaying minimum required distributions from those amounts during your lifetime. Again, another awesome feature. So when you die, okay, let's say you have children or, or spouse, of course, these people inherit that Roth account, assuming it's been around for five years, they'll take the money, okay, as is, and then they can distribute the money from the account tax-free. What an awesome feature. And also, if I haven't mentioned this yet, uh, I'm not sure, the Roth 403B upon your termination or retirement is not subject to RMDs nor will the person that inherited that account be subject to RMDs. This is a big deal. I can't tell you how many clients email call me every year, usually different clients, um, unless they're forgetful clients, asking me if they're mandated or asking me when they need to start taking RMDs. People aren't too thrilled about the government telling them they have to take money out of their IRAs when they don't necessarily need it, all right? And basically, a lot of those folks will just turn around and invest that money back into a taxable account, but that's another that's another uh, episode. All right, so my point is those Roth accounts, Roth 403Bs, not subject to RMDs, nor will your inheritor, is that right? Is that the right word? The person that inherits the account subject to RMDs either. Question four, do you make too much money? Okay, so I've, I've harped on this a little bit. Do you make too much money to invest in a Roth IRA? So unlike Roth IRAs, there are no maximum income limits for Roth 403b contributions. Even if your income is too high to qualify for a Roth IRA, you can make Roth 403b contributions. So I th- again, I think I've harped on this enough. If you're out there listening, and if you're an administrator or uh, someone that's a high-income earner, you better be looking at this feature. Okay, so those are the four questions. If you answered yes to one, probably all of those, you are a good candidate for a Roth 403B. Okay, one thing to remember, uh, because this money is after tax, your take-home pay will be less than it would be if you made an equivalent traditional pre-tax 403B contribution. Hope that makes sense to everybody. Okay, so um, there's the Roth 403B. Again, I think it's an awesome, awesome, awesome feature, underutilized feature. Folks, don't go out there and just do this account willy-nilly. Please talk to somebody. Talk to me. Talk to your advisor. Um, Don't talk to TIAA or Fidelity. They are not your advisor. They can't give you this type of advice. Neither can HR. Okay, email me, greg at shepherdfinancial.com. Remember, shepherd is S-H-E-P-A-R-D. Phone number 913-521-2381. I would be more than happy to guide you and or help you, okay, folks? 
Uh, again, Greg Shepard here, Higher Ed Retire Podcast. I hope you took away one or two nuggets from this episode. This is me reminding you to take control of your retirement today. Take care, folks. Thanks for listening to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast. Just because this episode is over doesn't mean you can't continue your retirement journey. Please visit www.higheredretire.com to see how you can work with Greg or to simply ask him a question. Thanks again. S&A Financial Services is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.